Welcome to Dare a New Belief, a place to discover what is possible for your life after the loss of a loved one, and where you will find inspiration, insight, support, and love, and hopefully a bit of laughter to help you through the day. Now here's your host, Nada Hogan. Welcome to Dare a New Belief, where you will find light and life, love and joy, healing, faith, and hope, a place where you get to believe in what is possible for your life. I am your host, Nada Hogan, and today I have the great honor to bring on with me Felicia Lenoble, and Felicia is a life mastery consultant and a results expert and she reigns from the great country of Canada. She's out of Montreal. Felicia, please say hello. Hello, Nada, and thank you for having me today. Oh. It is an honor and pleasure to be here with you. Oh, it's great having you. Now, Felicia, could you pronounce your, because you are Italian, and I don't speak Italian well at all. I don't speak Italian at all. So can you pronounce your last name for me? Because I'm sure that I butchered it. Would you just say that for the list? Sure, it's Lonobile. Lenobile. All right. Beautiful. Because you have such a gorgeous name and I love your accent. So Felicia, thank you. thank you so much for being here. And we have so much to talk about. And I want to dive in with you and your life and where you're at now and what the difference is from where you are now to where your life used to be a few years back. So I know that you live this fabulous, beautiful, passionate, audaciously wonderful life, but it always wasn't that way. So can you tell us what your life was like prior to what your life is like now? Sure, I'd be honored to do so. So my life uh, growing up and throughout my adult life, I always thought, that the happiness and the love that I was seeking was outside of me. It was something that was meant to be given to me. Mm. And looking at life coming from that perspective, I was disappointed many and many of times. And I could remember uh, growing up in my family, I was the eldest of four. Mm. And of course, in the early stages when I was the only baby or maybe my sibling, which is we're 18 months apart and being the only girl, I thought I was in heaven. My parents loved me. They adored me. I was such a cute little girl with nice chubby cheeks. And my mom would just pick me up and kiss my cheeks. <laughs> and life was great. But then 10 years later comes my sister. Mm. And now when my sister came, my mind, the voices in my mind, led me to believe your time's up. Now there's a new baby and oh. she's much prettier than you. She's a blonde with gorgeous, gorgeous blue eyes. Where you're a brunette with beautiful brown eyes. Mm. And you're 10 years old now. This is a nice, cute little baby. And I started believing that voice in my mind. So those feelings started all the way back at 10 years old. Yes. 
Yes. Oh Leah. my gosh. No, yes. I did not know that. That is amazing to me. I didn't realize that that had gone on for so long. Okay. Yes. So this new baby comes as your little baby sister and she's yes. beautiful. And now the voices are in your head that, Ooh, your time is up. Yes. And no matter what I did, I tried my best to be noticed. I competed with my own sister. Anyways, it came to a point where like, I felt like the black sheep in the family. I was not loved. I was not even considered in the ratio. I don't know what the voices were telling me, but I grew up with this heavy, heavy load on my back. So much so that it started showing in my adult life. I, could, I was never walking erect, like really straight. And I had people tell me, and I couldn't understand, Felicia, you're not walking straight. You're always walking with, it feels like you're hunched over. But that was the burden on my back, thinking that I was not loved. So my whole life has been based on how do I get to love? Uh, how can I learn about love? Where is love? How do I get some of that love that I need? I had no clue where and how to find love. And as I moved on through my adult life, it started showing and in the workplace. And it came so evident to me that I ignored that part of me and I focused on the productivity of the work that I was doing. And my focus was working, working, business, business, working, climbing the ladder, climbing the ladder, and disregarding how I was feeling at any given moment. Yeah. And then through that, then there was competition at work. And the first thing that used to come up was, ah, that's because you're not loved. It was, this was with me all of my life, feeling less than, feeling um, not as pretty as the other person or as the other woman. I mean, living your life feeling that every woman on this planet Earth is much more prettier than you. Mm. How do you go on living life thinking <laughs> right. that you don't matter? And I lived through it. And then, then it went as far as with my partners. The first three months was beautiful. And then the voice took over me yet again. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. He's going to leave you. Why would he want to be with you? Did you look in the mirror? Have you looked in the mirror? Look at all these beautiful... And these voices were ongoing in my mind. Wow. Were you aware and of them, Felicia? Were you aware that those voices were going on in your mind? Or was it just the results of those voices in your mind that you noticed? Or did, could you really hear those voices? No, I was numb. I was just uh, living through it. That became my personality. This is who I was. Yeah. And the first time that I had a breakup, it was very, very uh, disappointing to me, very hurtful, because as a matter of fact, the man that I was engaged to, I thought, well, I suffered all of my life. This is the gift from God. He's the one for me. I'm happy all over again. And life is going to be perfect moving forward. Uh, but this was, everything was in my outer world. Right. But my inner world was still crushed right. and in pain and totally, totally very low in energy and disbelief about my whole being. There's nothing about me that I liked or loved. So after that excruciating pain, I broke up. There was a lot of betrayal in there. And I said, moving forward, I'm going to protect myself. I'm not going to date anymore. Imagine the voices in my head, how they were controlling my life. 
Absolutely. And I waited a couple of years and then I figured, oh, I'm strong now. Now no one is going to hurt me again and no one is going to cheat on me. And I got this. I figured it all out. I'm ready to face the world. But the spirit in me, the soul in me, who I am at my core, knew that I had not healed. I had done nothing to heal myself. Just pulling myself away from this life doesn't heal anyone. Right. And that's exactly what happened. The last person that before my life changed, the person that I was with, that person was truly an angel that came into my life because the way that this person hurt me in such an excruciating manner, I can't even even begin to think how I felt the whole time I was with this person. And the more that he would hurt me, the more I'd say I can't leave him because I am no one without him. How mm. could I be someone without a man on my side? This is all a reflection of how I felt about myself right. because nothing comes to you that's not already in you. But I didn't know that back then. The voices were running my life. The voices in my head, they were with me all of my life until I would say the year 2010, around there. Okay. But the first time that I felt some sort of um, awareness or some sort of a, an awakening happening for me was back in 1994. There was a glimpse through my suffering where I felt a nudge. Mm -hmm. And I started by reading some books, some self-development books. And I think the first book I ever read was a book with, uh, by Gary Zukov. Oh. I think it was called The Power of Now. Anyways, I couldn't read that book fast enough. This is in 1994. Yeah. I was so absorbed in it, so much. I even took a trip. I went to Hawaii by myself, wow. sat on that beach, and I read and read and read every day. I couldn't get enough because the pain was so unbearable. I just wanted to feel some release, some peace of mind. So let me feel that little bit of joy because in my heart, there was no more joy in my heart. I felt like I had this huge stone pressing against my heart. And another good example is I felt like I was chained. There were yeah. big, thick chains all around my body. There was no way out, but I thought I could do something. So I did what I could with what I knew then, right? Right. right. And Felicia, I want to ask you a question about, so when you were reading the book and you were in Hawaii, this was in 1994. This is when you got the first glimpse that there was a different way to live your life. There was something more than what these voices, and when you're talking about the voices in your head, you're not saying it like from a, a place of mental illness and, and nothing against that. I'm not saying anything that, but it's, it's the subconscious voices. It's those voices that are undertow of why we are unsuccessful, why we can't be in a relationship, why we aren't loved. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. It was my subconscious mind. For me, it seemed like that's who I was. I believed yeah. in those limiting beliefs. And actually, not only did I have limiting beliefs, I also had conflicting beliefs. Yeah. Which is- I was born. <laughs> completely, <laughs> right. And, and you're living in the middle, right? It's this huge tornado that's going yes. on inside of you. So I have, not only do I have limiting beliefs, I have conflicting beliefs too. And so everything feels so messed up inside. And how am I ever going to get out of this? And I would imagine that you're thinking too that most everybody feels this kind of way, or if they don't, it's a complete opposite. They got it all together. They're living this powerful and wonderful life. And I will never get there because I am so messed up. Did it feel like that to you? Yes, I've been a victim all of my life. 
until 2010, like I said. That's how I lived my life. Everything is happening to me. It was easy for me to point the fingers and say, it's because of you, it's because of you. I'd have uh, a better life if maybe uh, my parents were wealthy or I would have the perfect partner in my life if maybe my parents could have shown me some love. But the truth of the matter is my parents did show me love over and over again, but I did not see it. Right. And do you think part of it is too, because you took on that belief that as soon as this new little baby came in, I am no longer loved. And now I will look for everything in my life that proves to me that I am no longer loved. That's exactly what I did unknowingly and unconsciously because we don't know, we don't know any better. I brought this with me all of my life. And as we know, there's four domain areas of our life. The one that was always the most affected growing up and into my adult life was relationships. No matter what sort of relationship, it was null and void in my life. It could have been a romantic one, a friendly one, a sibling at work with your employees or your management, anything to do with relationship, I self-sabotaged as quickly as I could. And that, you know what? I got so used to it, Nina, that I said, that's okay. So my friends are all leaving me. And eventually I found my day, one day I thought, oh my God, I have no more friends. Who am I talking? There's nobody left in my life because everybody was leaving me. Wow. Wow. Oh, Felicia, that had to be scary and empty and cold. Yes. And so then I said, and I used to talk to the universe back then. I used to say, yeah, you want to take away everything that matters to me? Fine. Take it away. I still have business. I still have my health and I still have the time and the money freedom because I was earning very good money. Well, you know what? That was short lived because when I could cope with having no relationship, just business related relationship, then now it affected my salary because that's what happens. If you're not ready to listen, something is going to get bigger until you do listen. So now my salary is decreasing and I'm thinking to myself, well, what's going on? Right. My, my boss is seeing that I'm not 100% and I had a big responsibility. And if I wasn't showing up for it, now my salary was affected. Uh-huh. And you know what, Nada? When I saw that and it dropped tens of thousands of dollars, my yearly salary. And you wow. know what I said? I said, yeah, I can still live with whatever I'm earning. It's not a lot. I can still get by. You want to take it away? Take it away. I mean, these were the thoughts I had. I was totally lost, totally lost. And then when that was okay, because I showed the universe, it doesn't phase me. Right. I'm losing money. (laughs) And which that included my time and money freedom. Now, the only other thing left in our life was my health. And I have to tell you, Nada, health has always been very, very, very important to me very important. You're not going to touch my health. But that was the last thing that the universe touched. So all of a sudden, I'm starting to feel from day to day that my body is not feeling as active or as healthy as it used to be. Uh-huh. Starting to see boo-boos coming out. It's slowing down my walks because I'm a, I'm a really a marathon walker. I can walk 10, 15, 20 miles. I love walking. Mm-hmm. And it came to a point that my body wasn't following my my burning desire, which is walking. And that's Nada is what stopped me, smack in the tracks. Uh-huh. I said, oh, no, 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 no. You're not taking away my health. 
I'm here. I'm listening. I'm listening now. What do you want me to do? And the tears just started coming. So that was a, a beautiful moment, I have to say. Yeah. And does it bring tears to your eyes even now, Felicia? Yes. Yeah. Because yes. it's painful. Yes. You can hear that pain in your voice. When, when you realize that your health was being taken away and that you weren't able to walk the way that you were doing marathon walking before, were you walking when it hit you and you realized, oh my God, I can't walk like I used to walk? Uh, yeah, I noticed that. I also noticed that my body was aching, was starting to ache. I wasn't me anymore. Uh, I, I was having pain in my bodies and in, 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 in my bones, my muscles. I can't tell you what it was, but my body was showing me out loud. I'm stopping right here. Yeah. And then the voice was, oh my God, am I going to fall in the general category where people say, well, you know, that's to be expected. As you get older, the body slows down. And I refuse to believe that because I know that's not the truth. Right. That is yeah. not, a tr- it's just a flawed premise. It's just a limiting belief that we tell ourselves. And so because I, I decided to listen to the universe, I mean, how many people you know that actually had a conversation? I don't know where it came from. I sat one morning, Bella, I woke up in the middle of the night, it was four or five o'clock in the morning in a room that was total darkness. And all I did was like, I had a night, I sat up on my bed and the tears and the sobs just coming down, just sitting by myself on my bed, just crying my eyes out. And in that moment, I said, I have to find a way. There's got to be an answer. I'm tired. I'm so tired of living my life this way. And then I heard a little voice. And the voice was, okay, then what would you love? Oh, and I heard those words. What would I love? And I knew for I knew right away, and it took a couple of seconds for me to voice out what I wanted. I wanted to live a life that I love. Healthy, uh, healthy in relationships, um, very good um, position, career, something that I could be of service to someone because I knew I had a gift. I knew I could help someone, people that have gone through what I've went through. I have the time and money freedom to see the world because we are here to visit this planet, to, to enjoy life. We are, it's our gift. As children of God, it's our birthright to live our best life. And I wanted it. I could taste it. And as soon as I had those thoughts, then came the voice again. Really? Really? What makes you think you can have that life? You Mm. haven't up until now. Oh, you know what? You're a little too late. You should have thought about that. Maybe when you were in your 20s, your life has passed you over. And you know what happened in that moment? couple of seconds, I took my power back because I had felt in one second, in a couple of seconds, I felt what it felt like to live a life that I love and to go back to the emotions of a, of a life that I've lived all of my life. It was, they were both there. And I love the emotion of living a life that I love. And in that moment, I said, no more. No more. I don't know what I'm going to be doing with my life. I don't know what path I'm going to go on. But this moment on, I am going to do everything. I'm going to research. I'm going to study. I'm going to talk to influential people. Whatever it's going to take for me to take back my life. And for me, that was my moment of transformation. Oh, that happened for me. That beautiful contrast of this is what I would love for my life. And then the voice that's still in that powerful subconscious that's still saying, all right, you think that's going to happen for you. And, and to see that contrast right in front of your eyes while you're in this state of, and I think that sometimes that's what it takes is to be in that place 
we know now we can get there without having to go to the the lowest place, the darkest, coldest, emptiest place to be able to make that transformation. But when you're there, sometimes that is the biggest catalyst that will get you to where it is that you want to be. And especially you losing your health and that ability to feel good when you're walking and being able to walk the distances that you walk. That is a big eye opener. You know what else is so interesting to me, Felicia, when you say, so the relationships weren't working out and it was like, fine, I don't care. Take that away from me, universe. That's no big deal because I still have this, my financial and time freedom. And then all of a sudden that starts changing. It's like, fine, go ahead, take that away from me. It's amazing how the universe answers us, whether we're Mm -hmm. asking for the thing that we really do want to bring into our life, or if we're being, you know, whatever that, that word is angry or Mm. um, right. Go ahead, take it. I don't care when when the truth is we really do care, but we're in such a low vibration that it's hard for us even to notice, what am I saying? Because I'm getting exactly what it is that I ask for. And when it can touch that one thing that really hits in the pain point, and for you, that was the health. It's like, okay, you've got my attention. What do uh-huh. I need to do? Yeah. Powerful. Powerful. Wow. Yes. Wow. yes. For me, that's what it was the health. Someone else could be the relationship. Someone else would have said, oh, no, no, no. I need a man in my life or I need friends. I'm no one by myself. But you see, that didn't really face me. But the health area, now he had my attention. And and from then on, I went throughout my researches and reading and talking to people and following some of the most amazing mentors uh, on this planet. As a matter, a matter of fact, my mentor is Mary Morrissey. I certified as a life master consultant with her. Uh, she's a beautiful woman. I love her dearly. I love her programs. And that's what is what I'm using uh, when I'm coaching my clients. I also have other influential mentors that I, I follow and I deeply adore and love because of their influences. I have to say it helped me in my awakening and finding my true passion. And another mentor that I want to say, his name is Dr. Joe Dispenza. I absolutely adore this man. So you have the spirituality side of it and the science. And for me, the combination is what made it all happen. And um, my coaching um, tools or principles, when I'm coaching someone, I always make sure that it has to do my words in how to help someone change their life. It has to encompass the heart. It has to encompass love. And isn't it funny that the love, the word love keeps coming up because that was my pain throughout my whole life. And now this is what I'm teaching is love. And asking the client, are you feeling those emotions in your heart? Are they elevated emotions? Because energy is what creates. And I've seen a lot of results and I guarantee the results because of my approach. The program is amazing. But the tools that go with it to connect with the person, how can I serve you? How can I help you live the life that you so love and deserve? Right, right. And and at the same time, serving myself. And I'm serving others, and I'm serving myself, and I'm working for the universe. 
Yes. And isn't it interesting too, is because as you're serving yourself, when you're serving your clients, because we learn as we're working with other people and we have more self-discovery about ourselves and aha moments and those channels and more heart space that opens up and allows us to understand how these universal principles and spiritual laws actually work. And mm. when we're working in alignment with them, then even in the middle of a coaching session, when you're working with somebody or even in a conversation with a girlfriend, when you're having that conversation, sometimes these words just come to you and it's like, well, that was profound. Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> because, right? Yes. It's just spirit speaking to us and we're able to share that information. And I wanted to circle back to Mary Morrissey and Joe Dispenza, two of your um, mentors, that both of them, had big, huge health issues that <laughs> launched them, right? Launched them into their greatness. It was because of that pain, that health issue that got them to where they are. And isn't that amazing how you actually said this too, Felicia, when you were talking about the, the last relationship that you were in, that that pain that he had had caused you that it was such a blessing that he ended up being an angel, even though that that was pain. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because that's also all about the love. Yes. Uh, so my relationship with this uh, one man started off really, really good. I mean, it was beautiful. It was lighthearted. It was fun. I felt the love from him to me. <laughs> yeah. Parentheses. And then the voices within a couple of months, I, I forget how many months, five, six months, slowly, slowly started creeping in, but very subtly. Yeah. And that seed kept growing and growing. And I used to have thoughts like, this is not going to last, so don't get used to it. Mm. Did, have you looked at this man closely? Have you really looked at his face? Do you see how good looking he is? Can you see that? Now, what makes you think that he wants to stay with you? Are you really serious? I mean... Just over time, the stuff, and I'm being very open with you, the stuff that the voices that I heard, and I believed every single word. Yeah. By the way, I'm going to say that I'm a very attractive woman. Yes, Nada, you are. You I'm going to double that. You are a very attractive woman. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I don't want to make it sound like I'm not attractive. I mean, I never saw me as an yeah. attractive woman. I was too busy looking outside of me. Yeah. And this man, after a while, it became sort of, annoying, um, draining energy. Uh, it, was, it couldn't have been pleasant for him. Now, in hindsight, I see that the stuff that I did, my behavior, the way I was around him, I was playing tricks. I was being uh, sneaky, underhanded, and yet I wouldn't leave him because I would be no one without him. I mean, we played back and forth these games awful, awful games because of my insecurities. And I made him look like he was the bad person. He may have his personality, his character. I'm not here to talk about his personality, but what I do see today is that he was an angel sent to me. The universe knew this man is going to hit the right buttons. You will be ready to listen to who you are at your core after you have the experience with this man. Yeah. Because that's what changed it all for me. At the end of that relationship, it did cross my mind. And what crossed my mind was, uh, I've been strung up until now. I think I could get out of it. I think I could manage something. Now I felt like I was choking. I felt numb. 
Mm. Uh, I felt there was no way out. I was in total darkness. And for, for a split second, I thought my life is over. All the dreams I had all my life were just that. They were just dreams. You don't deserve to be happy. And the love that you want does not exist. Mm. When all along, the love that I was seeking was in me all of my life. So how could I find someone to love me the way I deserve to be loved until and unless I can do that for myself? Because I never loved myself unconditionally. Never, 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 never. But yet I was expecting it to come to me. What is it? The one thing that Mary Morrissey says, you can get to your dreams. You come from your dreams. Right. And that's exactly what was happening with me. I was empty inside but looking outside for it. And when I learned that it first starts in you, it's what's in your inner world is what's reflected back to you. When I learned that lesson, ah, my life changed completely. And I love myself so, so much at the risk of sounding that I'm bragging. It's very healthy to be able to look in the mirror and tell yourself, you, I love you. You're amazing. You're doing great work. You're helping people all over the place. People know you exist. People want to hear more about you. How many people you know, Nada, that talk to themselves like that, that pat themselves on the back? Right, right. Well, and I think it's part of our culture and our upbringing that we're taught, don't brag. Don't, you don't want to be, right? Don't get too big for your britches. And as you were speaking, Felicia, it reminds me of Andrew Carnegie telling Napoleon Hill to look himself in the mirror and three times a day, he was to say, Andrew Carnegie, not only will I match your successes and achievements in life, but I will meet you at the post and I will pass you at the grandstands. So here's the richest man in the United States telling this young, just starting out reporter to Mm -hmm. literally look himself dead in the eye and to say, I'm going to be better than you, richest man in the United States. I mean, really? (laughs) Right? I mean, it's crazy. But Napoleon Hill also said after a couple of weeks, he started thinking, maybe that's true. Maybe I can become something. Maybe Andrew Carnegie really does know something about me that I don't know about myself. So when we do that kind of work, which most people don't, I know that Louise Hay did some mirror work that was similar that she would teach the people that she was working with to stand or sit in front of a mirror and to say that I love you. Because so many people suffer with that self-love, Felicia, mm-hmm. that it's, it's not, um, you know, just in this little compartment over here. There's so many people that suffer with the self-worth and the self-love. And so to be able to stand in front of that mirror and to say, I am so proud of you, Felicia. Mm-hmm. I love you. And people want what it is that I have to offer. It's empowering. It's mm-hmm. life-changing. It fills you up and it's the truth. It is the truth. I think we've been taught to condemn ourselves and to notice everything that we do wrong and to make sure we have a a scorekeeper of everything I've ever done wrong in my life, but not the opposite of look at everything that I've done right in my life. Look at how I have helped somebody else. Look at how I've been able to change my own life by Mm -hmm. doing this inner work. Yes. So it's powerful. Absolutely. Yes. And the other thing I noticed, Nada, with the the clients that I'm attracting, because that's another thing I believe. I believe that the right client or the right audience always finds the right coach because you have to connect to that person. 
the material has to resonate with you. And what I noticed is that we take it for granted that every person on this planet is walking around loving themselves and then attracting the life they love. We take it as a given. But I've noticed through my coaching experiences with my clients, how many clients are so busy focused on their career, the family, the kids, the partner, the parents, uh, the house, uh, whatever else you could think of. And the part about loving themselves is nowhere near in their discussion. Nowhere near. And I'm thinking, but that's the only way you can have the life you love. You must begin by falling in love with yourself all over again. Right. And when I teach that, it's just so empowering. I just want to use a little example of one of the clients that I'm coaching were towards the end of the program. And Nada, this woman, she came to me. I met her in one of the networking events and I tried to sign her up and the timing was off. It didn't work out. And then three, four months later, I must have said something. There must have been a seed that I dropped because four months later, she calls me and she says, Felicia, I need your help today like never before. So I'm thinking, okay, she's ready to sign up. But she says, I need to tell you why. And I just almost like fell off the chair that I was sitting on. She says, I just got. Uh, the results from uh, some blood work that I have done for myself. And the diagnosis is that I have um, breast cancer and I am between stage three and stage four, and I want you to help me. And Nada, I immediately looked up at the sky. The woman doesn't know we're on the phone and I'm saying, universe, how do you want me to help this woman? Why, Why are you bringing this woman into my life? And then I had another thought, a download, and it said, she's your client. You're going to be able to help her. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, I'll go with it. I'll do my best. And the approach that I've had with this woman from day one was I was showing her how to love herself unconditionally, what her past has been like, all the pain and the suffering that she's been going through. So we started five weeks before her first session. So she was being prepared five weeks before. And as a matter of fact, Nita, one of the meditations that I offered her was from Dr. Joe Dispenza, the healing, clearing energy. It's a powerful meditation. And I told her, I said, young lady, she's about 29 years old. You are too beautiful. You have a life purpose and you're not going anywhere. Uh. And I said to her, If you work with me, because if you work with me, I promise you, I'm going to go and release all the layers and layers and layers of pain that you have, because I've lived it. I have, I'm proof of that. And I know that you can help yourself. If you do that and you do this meditation every single day, you do what you have to do because you want to do it because it's about you and your life. And let's work on a vision. I want to take you away from the illness and you and I, we're going to work on a vision. What is your vision? Well, Nada, when we got to week five, I had no idea. I just connected with her to do my coaching session. And at the end of that call, she says, I have some news for you. She says, yesterday I went to see the doctor. He examined me and he looked startled. He looked at the nurse and he Mm -hmm. said to the nurse, I don't understand. She hasn't even started chemotherapy yet, but the mass is shrinking She Mm -hmm. had a mass that was three centimeters and it went down to two centimeters. Wow. And the skin around the mass was soft. 
And so my client says, what do you mean? What are you saying? I don't know what you're doing, young lady, but I'm going to ask you to continue. And 11 weeks later, I'm here to say her master of three centimeters has dropped to one centimeter. Wow. She's only halfway through the chemo session and the doctor and the pharmacist keep telling her it's not part of the stats. I don't know what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, what did I do for this woman? I brought her back into her life, meaning let's go back and fall in love with yourself again. Let's fall in love again and forgiveness meditations. And I mean, whatever else, but the whole time I'm coaching her, Neda, I had shivers. The emotions around my heart were so, so high, so elevated that in that moment, I knew she was healing because of what I was feeling around the heart area, if this makes any sense. Absolutely. And I think the whole thing with breasts for women and men too, but especially women tend to have more breast cancer events than men do. But the whole thing about love, the whole thing about nurturing, nurturing yourself and loving yourself. And when you can be with that person that completely understands what it's like not to have that self-love, you are absolutely without a doubt the best coach in the world to be able to shine that light for that person to see where you make those decisions and where you come up with the thinking that you're coming up with, which is just limiting beliefs. It's not true at all. And you, obviously, it's very obvious what's happening just because of the diagnosis and how this tumor is shrinking down to one centimeter now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I'm in awe. I was like, actually, you know what? I couldn't wait to get off the Zoom call when she told me this because I don't know why I did that. I didn't want to show her, but tears were rolling down my face. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So touched. So, so touched. And the the good thing that came out of this session is that we worked on her vision. One of her vision is to build a wellness center. So imagine Mm -hmm. she has a diagnosis, stage three, four cancer. And here I am talking to her about creating her vision, which one of them was a, a wellness center. I brought her there. I, we talked about it. We did a blueprint. I supported her. The love icons I keep sending her, the support I give her. I don't know this woman, but we got so close Yeah. that I help her come back alive again. I, I can't put it in any simpler words, but the whole time that I was helping her, guess what, Nina? Guess what I did to me? How much you, more love yeah. I began to love myself yes. even more. Yes. Yes. It's just, I love love. I just, I'm so, for me, love, love, love has been my worst, worst thing that I lived my whole life. And now my coaching is based around love, self-love, self-love. If you don't have self-love, I don't believe you can have anything that you love. You have to begin by falling in love with yourself first, and then everything else just comes to you. Absolutely. And it just, it magnetizes it to you, right? Like begets light and, yes. and that frequency, that vibration, it will, I mean, and that's quantum physics. That's, that's not yes, out into is. the woo woo world anymore. <laughs> it's proven science that you have to be in that vibration of what it is that you want. And you're living proof of how you could see everything in your life really starting to fall apart. The relationships were falling apart. Ah, yeah, whatever universe. I don't care. I don't need a relationship anyways. Well, that's Uh one thing for this romantic relationship, but now friendship relationships are falling away. Now my relationships at work are starting to change. Now Mm -hmm. the finances are changing because that's the vibration you were in. And you literally get to see that. But if you're not aware of that, Mm -hmm. it feels very much like you are just the victim that life is happening to me. I'm being attacked. Life, it's 
cruel and it's horrible and it's mean. And that's not the truth at all. It's the vibration that we're in. So being able to be in that place of love. And I think how beautifully designed is that, Felicia, to know that as you are giving your heart and sharing your heart and your skills and your talents and your gifts with this woman who is going through breast cancer, how you are also falling more and more in love with your heart and your heart is growing and opening more and more because of the gifts and the talents that you are sharing with this other woman. I mean, could you find anything in this world that's more beautiful than that? I help you. And in return, I'm helped also. My heart is bigger. It's so gorgeous. It's And life offers that to all of us if we're aware of that, don't you think? Yes, 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 absolutely. I have a two-way conversation with the universe. That's yeah. it. I said it. In yeah. my meditation, in my mind, when I'm meditating, I'm having a conversation and I make sure that at the end of my meditation, I ask it to show me throughout the day that it heard me, that it's real and skyrocket my world and leave no doubt in my mind that you are real. And every single day, Nada, no matter the size, small, big, medium, it's something is going to happen in my life that I'm going to look up and say, ah, all right. Thank you. Appreciate you. Love you. <laughs> right. And look at how that has just changed. Eh, whatever universe, take, take it all away. I don't care. It's like, no, I love you and I appreciate you. And then you get to see all of these miracles unfolding right in front yes. of you. It's I'm so, so grateful beautiful. for my life. I'm just, oh. I appreciate the little things. I mean, I appreciate nature. I live in front of the water, the river. I so appreciate more now than I ever did in the years that I've been here because I'm different. My, my view of life is love. Everything is love. I mean, I see a, a goose or I see geese. I love them. I say, oh, you're adorable. I mean, it's a new me. And I love the person that I continue to become every day. I just so adore who I am, who I'm becoming. And finally, I could do it now at this state of my life. But I got here. I got here. And I'm Absolutely. so proud. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's so worth, it's worth the wait. It's yes. worth learning everything that was painful and traumatic and at such a loss to be able to get to this place now, because right, that's the thing that catapulted you into this beautiful life that you're living now. I no longer take it for granted. I'm speaking for you. That the yeah. things, I'm in love with the little things, with the geese, with the nature, with the trees, oh. with, with the water. All of that was already there. But yes. this wasn't the appreciation from you for it. And now with that love and this big open heart, it's just like, oh, I am so in love with life. Not only your life, but in love with just life itself. It's yeah. so beautiful, Felicia. So Thank beautiful. you. Thank you, Nada. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, I love this. Well, I'm telling you, Felicia, I could talk to you forever and ever, but we're going to start bringing this in for a landing. And I know that there are things that you said on this podcast that have struck a chord with other people. And if they wanted to find out more information from you or to be able to work with you, what is the best way for them to get in touch with you? Um, well, I'm going to give you some links. There's a, I have an online calendar. It's set more. So the link would be www.felicialonobile.com dot setmore.com and in there i have a list of programs but you also find the strategy session which is complimentary 
And what that is, is a one-on-one -on -one phone call where we get, we spend some time together, get clear on what it is that you would love to create and your next best step to close that gap and get you there. So I have that link. You can also reach me on LinkedIn, Felicia Lonobile. Facebook, my business page is um, Unlocking Full Potential. And uh, my email address is Felicia Lonobile, altogether, at gmail.com. So any one of these links, um, you can connect with me using any one of these links. Perfect. And then listeners, please don't worry if you did not catch that information. All of Felicia's contact information will be right there on the show notes. So you'll be able to connect with her. Oh, so Felicia, for a final here, I'm putting you kind of on the spot. What is, if you could offer the listeners one bit of advice, what would you love to leave them with so they can have that hope or that idea of knowing that something better is waiting for them in their life? That's a great question. I love that question. I'm going to leave the listener with this. And this is something I apply to my life every day. And it's actually my little uh, phrase that I put together. And it goes like this. As you think, feel, and act, you create your new life. It's as simple as that. Mm, that is beautiful. I love it. That will also be in the show notes. That is so beautiful and powerful. And it's so simple. And I think that we tend to disregard the things that are simple. Don't let the simplicity of that distract you because that is the truth in so many short words. And it's powerful, Felicia. I'm going to use that. Thank you very much. I appreciate You're very that. welcome. <laughs> and thank you for having me today. I loved it. I loved it. Thank you so much, Nita. Appreciate oh, absolutely. Oh, Felicia, thank you. I appreciate it so much. And I'm sure we'll end up visiting on here again. And in the meantime, until next week, thank you everybody for being here. And remember, Felicia's information will be in the show notes. You can connect with her at any time. Thank you for spending time with us today. Please go to nadahogan.com for show notes and other information that you can use right away. If you like what you've heard here, please subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget to rate and review right there on iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. And don't forget to tell your friends about it. We'll see you next week.